Christmas. It's a joyous time of the year, Christmas, when millions of people around the globe celebrate in a variety of ways. Here in America, children are visited by Santa Claus, a magical fat man from the North Pole who slides down the chimney, leaves presents under a tree. But in Australia, where I'm from, instead of Santa Claus, we were visited by the Christmas kangaroo, who brought gifts for all the boys and girls. But the Christmas kangaroo wouldn't just give you the gifts. See, we Australians are a rough and tumble bunch, and this kangaroo lived by a code. Your father would have to fight him for the gifts. Sometimes the fights would turn nasty. But when your dad won, you would get anything you wanted. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's number one source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm the other fat slob, Lance Wackerly. Merry fucking Christmas there, Wackerly. Yuletide greetings to all the listeners. Yeah, this is the uh, Sick and Wrong Christmas Show, episode uh, 154, and uh, yeah, it's like our annual Christmas, Sick and Wrong Christmas Show. Did yeah, we, Christmas we... only comes once a year, you can only have it annually. Did we do it last year on Christmas Eve? I don't know. You know, I... I <laughs> Why would I remember something? Yeah, like I, I don't really remember, but I, I know we always do our Sick and Wrong Christmas Show, and tonight's going to be... A little bit. We're going to deviate from the norm. It's going to be a little bit out of the ordinary. We have um, Christmas miracles to discuss. We have the uh, top sick around Christmas gifts for 2008. Um, we have like, do we? We got like 20 phone calls. So I kind of want to like um, just kind of intersperse them throughout the show instead of saving them at the very end. Yeah, and all the callers will have to listen to the whole show to see if their call got on. Yeah, see if they... I know, you know, I appreciate all those people calling the Sick and Wrong Hotline. We had a lot of drunk, unintelligible phone calls, too. I think everyone's... I think a lot of the college kids are off for Christmas vacation, so they're getting wasted and calling the uh, Sick and Wrong Drunk Dial line. Uh-huh. So it's, Can you it's uh, pause nice. for a second while I make a mental note to myself through the podcast? <laughs> mental note, idea for show... Christmas every week, the podcast. I think what? it'd be very popular amongst those, like, you so know. So you mean if it's The always... holiday sweater crowd, the 40 to 50-year-old uh, housewife. So you're saying start a new podcast that it's always Christmas? Yeah, you're not coming along for this money-making venture. <laughs> no, dude, I hate Christmas, and I hate the uh, exploitation of the consumers that Christmas brings about. That's what I'm trying to get in on, is the exploitation. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Play Christmas songs? Talk about how much you love Christmas? No, it'll be more Pose like with a couple reindeers. Tip, tips on decorating your home, tips on gifts, tips on uh, how to make a good nog. Right, you know, you... like those stores that have Christmas shit all year round. That's what I'm fo- that's the marketing concept that I'm following. You know, the only part of this inane podcast I think I'd even pay a slight bit of attention to is how to make a good nog because I do love my eggnog every year. You I don't, don't even know, drink your I don't fucking even know, eggnog. I don't even know any uh, you know, Goyim or whatever you call the non the non Jewish people that like eggnog as much as you do. You is this wh- kosher, dude? This is like Jesus's semen. I mean, why wouldn't you like this? 
Ugh, it's, it's awful. You never drank eggnog when you were a young boy growing up in a Christian household? Yeah, but I didn't. I mean, I drank a lot of things that I don't like. <laughs> no, you know, I... <laughs> you never even, you've never even made eggnog. You, it's always that shit you buy from the, li- the liquor store Dude. that's run by the Pakistani. So there's a Pakistani guy selling eggnog to a Jewish guy, and then I'm sitting here, I have to drink it. And you know what? You put Thai whiskey in here. It's not even rum. Dude, it's cross-cultural Christmas, okay? Eggnog has really nothing to do with Christmas. That's what I'm trying to say. Dude, are you a nationalist? Dude, how could this not have to do with Christmas? I just don't like Nog. I think the nationalists would probably love Nog. How could this this have nothing to do with Christmas? It's like, isn't it like Jesus has come or something? Is that what it's supposed to symbolize? Uh, I believe so. Jesus came <laughs> and uh, everyone it. drank it and they're like, wow, it's white, Jesus milky, and creamy. It's so, so incredible because it has eggs in it. Not it, unlike a it's woman's. It's so viscous. A woman's cum would have eggs no, in it. No, I remember as a young uh, Jewish lad, my father, um, one of the Christmas traditions we had, because Jews didn't do anything on Christmas, and uh, we'd always just kind of be sitting at home. You couldn't hang out with your friends because everyone's busy. Maybe go see a movie, you know. And, Did you guys uh, have a tree? A Hanukkah bush. No tree. Did you guys put lights on your house? No. Why would we have lights on our house? I heard of this thing on NPR this week that a lot of Jews, that more than you would ever be let on today, were traditionally celebrated Christmas. It just wasn't seen as a Christian holiday. And then the Eastern European Jews came over after World War II, and they were the ones who were like, why are you guys celebrating Christmas? This is bullshit. And that's when like the big tradition stopped. So you're saying after World War II, is the uh, the uh, Eastern European immigrants came in? And uh, I don't know. I, I immediately changed the channel because I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. But from what I heard, it was the Eastern European Jews that came over, and they were the ones who put the kibosh on all these Jews celebrating Christmas. Yeah, I think my dad would have struck me with the back of his hand. Had I, uh, he would have circumcised Jew, me three more times <laughs> had I tried to pull a Christmas tree. Yeah, you know, so you put one in the house. <laughs> you know what my theory is on that? It's intermarriage. It's, no, uh, that's not what they were talking dude, that's about. That's what's happening. You get one Jewish father, you get one Jewish parent, one non-Jewish parent, and they're like, "Yeah, let's just celebrate both. Why not?" And then yeah, which will... really means completely go all out for Christmas yeah. and like have a little menorah and, and get like a little menorah just for the the father. It's like, yeah, well, I guess you know, I was born Jewish. That's usually what happens. Yeah, I noticed there's a tree in the lobby of the Sick and Wrong Studio. Yeah, I know. You know, what's really funny is a couple weekends ago, someone trashed that tree, and I got blamed. I'm sure there's other Jews. I know there's the other Jews in this building. But I you're just know. looked the most uh, nefarious. I, I think it's the hook nose and the yeah. long curly hairs off, you know, like hanging in front of my ears, the big beard. Yeah. And the black, black, hat. black hat that I wear all the time. So, Wackerly, this Christmas in particular is an especially great Christmas for me. The reason being is I'm not attached to a girlfriend right now, so I didn't have to worry at all about going out, spending $300 and trying to find like, you know, these luxurious items that I could impress her with so I could keep, you know, penetrating her vagina for another year. <laughs> I, I didn't even have to deal with that. And you know, it, and what happens is it every- didn't actually work out for a whole year, did it? From last Christmas. <laughs> no, it didn't. I, and I spent like at least $300, $400 on her last year. Did you get any of those gifts back or some type of a refund? Well, you know, I, yeah, no, I didn't actually. No, didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't get anything. Except a bad case of herpes. But no, um, what I'm trying to say is every year it's inevitable you're going to like, you know, you, you just you wait to the last minute. I'm one of those guys that goes out and uh, shops like two days before Christmas. Right. Because I just want to put it off. I hate shopping. I hate going to the stores. I hate the crowds. 
And you yeah, but make- you're just making it worse for yourself because if you would have done it in November, the shopping would have been much less, more, more painless, much less painful. Uh, it would have been a much but less then by waiting to the last day. I mean, that's like the worst shopping day. Ugh, Everybody's dude. totally grouchy. There's the stores are packed to the gills. You know, you and, fuck and yourself. Did you see how many people were out in Union Square the past week? No, I skirt through the tenderloin this time of year. Like I go on streets that I normally would not go on just to get away from that. I had to like cut through all these crowds to get back home. It's definitely and, worse than crackheads. Yeah, dude, there's just I mean, just throngs of people just going out shopping, spending money. I thought I thought we were in a recession. I thought people were gonna have to make each other gifts this year. Um, well, the idea is they should be, but people are stupid. So they're just putting all this on their credit card, you know, and, uh, they're going to have less money to pay the money back in the future. People just don't understand like finances or the economy. I just, I just don't get it. They I just mean, get pissed off about it and bitch about it, but they don't do anything about it. Like, how can cut people back your afford spending? to buy, you know, an iPhone for Susie and a Nintendo Wii for Johnny? It's called Saint Visa, <laughs> the other saint of Christmas, Saint Mastercard and Saint Visa. That's exactly I don't know. If, if if they were my kids, I would have made one kid a uh, little shoebox covered in shells. I think I would have made another. Just give the other kid a dreidel. Where are you going to get these um, shells? I, I would have gone to like to Ocean uh, Beach, dude. There's beaches here. I got those shells. <laughs> or you know what? You know what? I could elbow macaroni. That's even better. You can get yeah. that right. That's like, what, 99 cents a box? You can make a lot of things with elbow macaroni. Yeah, don't cook it first, though. No, but so so regardless, this year is uh, especially satisfying for me because as a Jew, I don't have to spend any of my hard-earned money. Uh-huh. I don't have to buy gifts for anybody. Now, you know, I'd, I'd never buy a gift for you, but I mean, I don't have to buy a gift for any girlfriends. I don't have to buy a gift. We, I talked to my uh, brother and sister and my dad, who was up here on Thanksgiving, and we all decided, we're like, you know what? We'll do birthdays, but let's just not do any Hanukkah gifts this year. Wow, that's a great idea. I know, I stole that you from you. You canceled Christmas. Who thought of that? Who could have thought of that idea? I, mm. I was talking about you when I said it. You know what's really funny is my dad's reaction. Because I was kind of wondering if you know the rabbi was going to be like, what do you mean, canceling Hanukkah? Instead, my, my father was just like, that sounds fabulous. Yes. Okay. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that for years. I bet you he still bought something for Motec, though. He probably did. Like a double triple bacon cheeseburger or something yeah you know i, I it's kind of funny it, I, although I, do, I don't see much of a point in celebrating hanukkah when you're over the age of 15 yeah so i and, agree but i agree what's the point of celebrating any of these holidays um not getting dumped apparently <laughs> that was a point but um if you're that's you not have a concern, to buy one for your girlfriend yeah, if that's not a concern then go for it so the only person I had to buy a gift for was my brother because it's his birthday. It was his birthday Which I never, I mean, I've been to your bro- brother's birthday parties in the past. I never noticed it was so close to Christmas. Yeah, uh, December 21st, my brother's birthday. When your brother was born, was that a Christmas miracle? No, it was a Christmas <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> a black ruined, mark on the you land. You ruined Christmas <laughs> by coming into this world. <laughs> the birth of the Antichrist. I could see him being the Antichrist. Well, so I ended up, uh, my uh, brother, uh, or my sister, and my father, and I all split a Nintendo Wii in a video game, which uh, you were at my brother's birthday party last night. Yes. It's kind of fun at the Sausage Factory, probably the most yeah. appropriately titled pizza place in the Castro. Gotta give a plug to the Sausage Factory. <laughs> the Sausage Factory. You know, I, I hate going to that place. And the only reason my brother likes it is because it's right around the corner from his bar. So you can go to the sausage factory and then go straight over to uh, the, his bar. Yeah, I was under the impression that's why we were there. It's a ploy. Any, any, if it was in any other neighborhood, it would just be your 
typical Italian restaurant. I thought the food was pretty good. Yeah, but you didn't order any of the ranch dressing, did you? No, no. Yeah, it's a good thing you did Obviously not. It's a good thing. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, it was kind of funny. So the Nintendo Wii was obviously the most expensive gift that uh, he received. But I was surprised not that the too number... shabby, though, if you're going in on it with four people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was surprised three. at some of the other items that he received from some, some of his friends last night. The strap-on uh, chess cock. Yeah, it's kind of a chest harness for a dildo. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I've don't never even seen anything like that before. You, I don't even understand. Like, I thought it was some kind of weird lesbian device, but then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if you're a guy and you're giving a guy a blowjob, and the guy also likes to have anal sex, and you have a cock strapped to your chest. All right, I'm getting confused here. You're giving a guy a blowjob, and he's got his dick impaled on the chest cock. No, he's got his butthole impaled okay, on, butthole the on the chest cock. cock and All your, right, your penis is. His penis is in your mouth. That's how it works. Have you done this before, Wackerly? No, I just uh, there was actually a diagram on the box that oh, okay. I was perusing because <laughs> I had the same question. You know, I, I kind of wanted someone else gave my brother a pair of underoos and uh, whoa, Superman underoos. Superman underoos, yeah. and I, I think he got an assortment of other items. He was he was very pleased. Some bean dip, yeah, I some noticed. bean dip, some Frito Lay bean dip. I think that kind of is like some kind of gay inside joke, right? I, I, don't, I think maybe it's a lubricant. Mattress gave him the bean dip. Yeah, I think it's a lubricant. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. I don't know. But, uh, you know, you brought up an interesting point. We're hoping to get a sick and wrong video, because I, I think there was a sick and wrong video contest going on a while back. I don't, know, but, I don't know. They, I just remember reading on the forum, I think Iron Man was doing the sick and wrong video contest. So the sick and wrong video that I want to try to film is my brother wearing the underoos, the strap-on chest cock, playing with his Nintendo Wii. Yeah, that would be great. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Just for like five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. Playing playing like that Wii Fit in it fit game where right. he's doing like the and hula smoking. Hoop. Yeah, He's and always smoking. smoking so. <laughs> and drinking Jägermeister, which is pr- pretty much all he ever drinks. <laughs> but no, it was a good party, and I w- want to wish my uh, brother a happy birthday. I was hoping to get him on the show, but uh, I don't know. He's too busy. He's got things to do. He's working tonight at the uh, at the uh, the his bar at the edge. He's really Christmas dropping Eve. presents off to all the children of the world. <laughs> it's <laughs> a big sun- effort. <laughs> I think he's making eggnog right now. <laughs> so anyway, this uh, I was reading an article about um, Forbes announced the hottest gifts of 2008. And uh, they had their top 10 most sought-after gifts. And uh, believe it or not, um, number one sought-after gift is a Nintendo Wii. Yeah, it's still a hot item. I was kind of surprised, dude. I went to like four different places to get that. They they were sold out Best Buy, sold out Circuit City. Did Uh, you shove some mom out of the way as her little child stood behind her with a tear as you got the last one? For my brother. (laughs) He's 37. (laughs) (laughs) No, I ended up getting it at Virgin Megastore, which I don't think people realize that they sell video games there. Yeah. So I ended up going there. So I was wondering, okay, you know, everyone wants an iPod, everyone wants an iPhone, everyone wants a Nintendo Wii. All these gifts that are popular right now are tech-centric gifts. They're all, right. like, technology-related. Gadgetry. gadgetry. Yeah. Well, what... they're gadgetry, and they're all fucking expensive. Yeah. It's, just like <laughs> it's that... not like the $5 Tonka trick you give your kid, you know. Your, your, your 12-year-old daughter wants an iPhone now. So what I wanted to get into here were some sick and wrong affordable Christmas gifts for families. All right. So you're doing your part to help out the economy. You know, it's a little See, late See, this here. would be on my Christmas program. It, okay, yeah, exactly. Maybe for, you uh, are invited. What are you calling your Christmas program, by the I way? I haven't thought that far ahead yet. Wackerly's Yuletide, like, uh, orgy? 
Sure, that that's in the running. I could see that. Well, I'll bounce that off my Wackily's people. Big I'll Day Christmas extravaganza. <laughs> we'll get we'll get the PR folks on that. And, uh, well, you go ahead, keep me posted. Maybe maybe we'll link to the Christmas uh, show. We'll do some. What do they call that? Audience uh, research, or uh, that's not the word I'm looking for. No, you mean like a cross, uh, you know, cross podcast thing? Oh no, we're gonna get a lot of people into a room with a one way mirror and ask them how they feel about the different. Oh, names okay, of the demographic show. Yeah, uh, yeah. research. That's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's going to hate your show. So here's uh, some affordable, sick and wrong Christmas gift recommendations. I know most people have done their Christmas shopping by now, but you know there's always those families that are like, they just go out looking for the deals on Friday, the day after Christmas. Yeah, and since this show is going to post on Christmas Day, yeah, <laughs> that's all that you're going to have hope for at that point. Exactly. So uh, these are for the last minute folks out there. Uh, number one, uh, one of the gifts that I, th- I think is quite affordable for people are the, is the Toy Taliban Lego figure. Did you see that? The Toy Taliban Lego figurine. Yes, I did. So he has, what, some like, uh, chest bombs stra- painted bomb on the front of him. got some bombs his chest, got a, a turban, turban on. Lego a terrorist. Beard? Nice beard. Yeah, he had a little beard, I think, around his little head. Lego terrorist threatens democracy. Religious leaders have united to express their dismay at a custom range of Lego figures including a toy Taliban armed to the teeth with um, a broom handle, handle Mauser pistol, an AK assault rifle, and uh, frag grenades. <laughs> uh, Brick Arms toy Taliban figure, the offending terrorist made by U.S. firm Brick Arms, um, it was, uh, j- just came out, and it's available in England for uh, £9.50. Pence. So are these real? Le- do they buy Legos and then they modify them and then they resell them? They must them? have bought the Legos and like, yeah. repainted or them Or maybe they're sort of just Lego-like. I don't know. I guess the uh, kiddies in the UK were quite impressed with these figures. But the head of the Muslim organization, the Ramadan Foundation, Mohammed Shafiq, was not as amused. He slammed the toy as absolutely disgusting. Right. Yeah, he said it's glorifying terrorism and the makers should be ashamed. Um, don't terrorists glorify terrorism? That's kind of what I thought. I thought he <laughs> and are a lot of ter- aren't most ter- terrorists Muslim. I mean, now that the troubles in Ireland have settled down. Well, I think he was shocked because, dude, how many of them really can afford an AK assault rifle? Don't they usually just have like those, uh, <laughs> you know, those like, you know, those uh, manufactured bombs that they they give them? They strap uh, their usually, but I think AK forty sevens are remarkably cheap. I mean, that was the whole point of the design; is it's very simple. Oh, okay, so then uh, most terrorists just kind of get them as soon as they join the yeah, Taliban. Yeah, plus you know, like the Soviet Union sort of crumble. I think there's a lot of them floating around. Oh, okay, so maybe he wasn't shocked by that. He was just disgusted. But can we just get? Can we just have an an article that says when these people aren't offended by something? Like headline: <laughs> No Muslim groups were offended today. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> I, you know, I, I imagine if like they ever read a story, a news story that says someone threw feces at a synagogue. I bet you that wouldn't offend the Muslims. No. Yeah, they probably enjoyed that one. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I think the toy Taliban is a fine gift to give your kid. And, yeah. and, Does it and, come and, with like an Israeli bus? <laughs> <laughs> you get you to build? Just, you could just run on there and blow up. Yeah, and you could smash the parts and throw them all over the room. Well, that would be more expensive than nine pounds. But uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, So the maybe nine pounds is just for the figure? Just for the Lego, the Taliban toys. Yeah. I think it's good. It's, it's a good way to teach your kid about terrorists and the dangers of terrorism. Yeah. Uh, number two here on the list is there's a website called stupid.com, which... That guy must have got that domain a long time ago. Right. You could buy a fetus cookie cutter. So it's like you could have cookies in the shape of fetuses. Oh, okay. You, you don't cut cookie shapes out of a fetus. <laughs> well, you could probably do that too, though, because it's a, it's a cookie cutter. So you could have a fetus cutter as well. Yeah, okay. 
But cookie I think cutters can double as fetus cutters. Yeah, I, I think the intended use for this item would be to bake cookies in the shape of fetuses. But you could put like little red um, frosting on it and green frosting and have it for Christmas. Uh huh. You know, Christmas fetus. What tr- cookies. what week uh, is the fetus developed to? I mean, can you see fingers? <laughs> no, I didn't see fingers. <laughs> it looks it's more like kind a baby of, chicken. Yeah, it looks, it's sort of like a chicken, just kind of hunched over like that yeah. in okay. the womb. That's kind of my favorite period of fetal development. <laughs> they have the Christmas dreidel. It's uh, kind of it's kind of tying both cultures together there. And well, the, describe the Christmas dreidel to me. What you know? I don't even Is have there... a picture of it here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did, you, did you see the Christmas? Yeah, dreidel? yeah. I think it has a picture of Santa on one side, like a Rudolph on the other, <laughs> and then a Christmas tree on the other side. I so can't remember. I can't remember what's on the fourth side. They're basically Maybe bastardizing a Jewish tradition there. Um, co-opting, co-opting a Jewish tradition, probably more like. <laughs> I don't know it. if they have chocolate coins, but um, the dog shit Christmas tree decorations are kind of nice. Is and this those an are actual piece of dog shit that you just put on your tree. I think it's fake poo. Okay, but uh, you can hang it from the tree. Yeah, but you could make. I mean, if you have a dog, you could just stick like fishing line through it. Yeah, and, and because in most places it's cold, the poo will be frozen and it probably well, won't smell for a while. You know, I imagine this would be popular in Michigan yeah. right now. Which that would has save a, a lot of money. You don't have to pay, spend anything. Except well, for I mean, the it's one line. of the worst economies in the nation. So I imagine in Michigan, this is a good idea for people who have dogs. Just instead of like buying, you know, elaborate Christmas tree decorations, just uh, hang poo. Yeah, and if you're really bad off, you know, you could always kill and barbecue your dog for the Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner, one ham. It's food for you guys, the people, and it's one less mouth to feed. They do it in China. Yeah. Can't be that bad. They do. Uh, number three on the list here is pierced goth kittens. Did you read about this? This heartbreaking uh, I just saw tale. The, I didn't really read about it. I saw the picture though. It looked a little bit photoshopped, but on further inspection, it looked. It was real. real. Yeah, I know this pathetic like. Poor, sad kitten with its ears hanging over by the weight of the yeah. piercings. But um, Mexican people do it to their infants. How bad yeah, can it be? But they're trying to attract other Mexicans, though, isn't it? Isn't they adorn their children right at that early age? I don't know why. That's uh, it makes no sense. Yeah, to me. It makes about as much sense as piercing your cat's ears. How old is the child? Is it? Is it like as soon as the kid comes out of the womb, the Mexicans pierce it? I mean, I've seen kids, Mexican kids, with uh, ear piercings that couldn't bend. Any older than three months. God, that's that's just uh, that's horrible. I, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> well, I mean, if, it, <laughs> if if that isn't, then I don't care about the cats either. Well, think if about that this, is, though. then I'll consider being astonished at the cats. Think about this, though. Uh, Jewish people cut their eight-day-old infant's you know tip of their penis off. Yeah, all, so all I'd rather get have, pierced. I think I probably would too. <laughs> so, um, in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, a woman. Uh, was marketing gothic kittens over the uh, over the uh, web here. Uh, they had their ear, their neck, and tails pierced. Um, officers, Tail pierced? That's a little fucked up. And neck piercing? That's a little fucked up. Yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to pierce things that have bone in them. Officers with the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals removed three kittens and a cat Wednesday from a home outside Wilkes Bar, about 20, 20 miles southwest of Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Is that where Biden's from? Uh, that's where he claims to be from. He tries to be the down-home boy from Scranton. Uh, charges are likely against the uh, homeowner. So I guess right now this isn't that great of a Christmas gift because you can't buy the Pierce kittens anymore. Did she move any of them? Did she have like little Hot Topic kids come out and they're like, I'd like a Pierce kitten, please, while they didn't look An her in the eye? An emo cat? While they didn't look her in the eye. Yeah, I don't know if she actually did end up. I wonder who who found this ad. I wonder Somebody if she's trying to sell them on one. Craigslist or something. 
Yeah, no, I don't think she actually ended up uh, selling any, so uh, she was busted beforehand. Yeah. But if you think about it, you have you have a cat. You just go out and buy a dumbbell piercing. It's like what ten dollars. Uh-huh. Pierce the cat yourself. And a potato and a pin. Yeah, you know they do it all the time. Get one of those piercing guns. Um, <laughs> number four here, uh, the Burger King body spray. Did you see that? The meat spray. I did see that. I actually thought that was kind of an ingenious gift. According to Burger King, they just are marketing a. Uh, they just created a new meat scented body spray. Right. Um, while fast it's food, for men, right? Yeah, it's for men. But that's kind of stupid because wouldn't it be better if it was a perfume and then the man would be attracted to it? And, you know, like I would like to make out with a girl whose neck smells like bacon. Actually, you know what? It doesn't specify the, uh, the gender here. Uh, no, it's one, of those okay, mo- no. it's one of those modern colognes that can be for men or women. Like Axe body spray. Uh, I was thinking more, there's some like Calvin Klein stuff. Nah, dude, women like use Axe. They're gender neutral body sprays. Really? They spray it right up their pussies. <laughs> no, I didn't know that actually. Uh, it's called The Flame by BK. It's by Burger King. And uh, five milli- milliliter bottles are available for sale in Ricky's stores in New York City and on a dedicated website called firemeetsdesire.com. Now, this is just a gimmick to get Burger King's name out there, I think right? so. Are we but all it, clear on that? It, it, I think it is. But it's $4, though. So why not? Why not just go out <laughs> and buy some meat spray? Because, you, know, you know, if you bought meat spray, it's stocking stuffer or whatever you call that. Yeah. If you bought that for your six-year-old, you know that kid would wear it all the time. Yeah, and if, and if you give it to your six-year-old and you have a pit bull in the house, even better. <laughs> you deserve what you get. Uh, number five on the list here is the Obama pleasure toy. Imagine there's going to be a lot of these in the near uh, future. Uh, it's called Head O State, headostate.com, and it's basically an Obama vibrator. Uh-huh. Uh, they also made a John McCain one as well, which I don't think is selling as good as the Obama vibrator. It's fatter. More pleasure for her. Yeah, but it's older and doesn't work as fast. <laughs> it just sort of doesn't really vibrate. It just sort of wiggles slowly. Well, the, the, Obama's, <laughs> the Obama's is longer and thicker. But it's not thicker. He's a long-legged Mac Daddy. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, but uh, he's hung like a black guy. Right, but it's not its cock, right? And it's McCain, his body? It's sh- is it, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Is it shaped like their actual uh, genitalia, or is it shaped like their body? I think it's modeled after their genitalia, but it's his face and body on it. Okay. So, All right. But it was only, um, I think, like $40. So $40, not that big of a deal. Okay, we're, now we're getting into the pricier A little items. more expensive. Yeah. I think, uh, and you can't next- give something like that to your mom. <laughs> Yeah. Or can you? I don't know. Well, maybe for your sister, maybe for her bachelorette party. But uh, here, this is a gift you could give to your mom um, or dad. Natural Harvest Semen Cookbook. Did you see that? It was making the rounds on the net not too long no. ago. Uh, semen is not only nutritious, but it also has a wonderful texture and amazing cooking properties. Now, animal semen or your own semen? I think this is your own semen. Really? And someone actually made a cookbook with um, using semen as an ingredient in every dish. Uh-huh. I tried to get this. How do you store your semen to get enough to ha- make something? I don't know, dude. Don't you put it in Tupperware? Is your refrigerator full of it? No, right down the toilet. Oh. In a, t- <laughs> in a tissue. You just don't empty your socks? <laughs> no, I haven't used the socks since elementary school. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's gross. I was paging through this online, and they actually had a recipe for man-made oysters. The semen margarita. What about just frosting a cake with it? Yeah, it's a Glazing lot of semen. a donut? <laughs> Glazing a donut, maybe. What about a pedifor? <laughs> pedifor might work. Yeah. 
I don't know. It depends on how long it's been since you've masturbated. I was trying to get this from my Give brother. Give me early in the day. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you got to order this two weeks in advance. But a uh, Natural Harvest Semen Cookbook, I think it'd be a good gift. Wait, you have to... It's like back ordered? Yeah. No, it, you have to order it like two weeks in advance because it's one of those like they publish it by, based on your order. So it's oh, pretty, yeah. oh, yeah. So it's complete bullshit publishing yeah, place it, where they... Okay. Right. But you can order it. I was trying to get it from my brother's birthday. I just ran out of time. Um, did you read about the inventor who built his own girlfriend, the fembot? Yeah, I did. Uh, an Asian man, Japanese man. Not surprising, he is Asian. An inventor who claims he is. Well, never it is had... kind of surprising because the previous people to do this were, um, what's that movie called with Weird Steven science. Seagal's old wife or still Weird wife? Science? Yeah. yeah, Kelly LeBrock. Yeah, actually, yeah, both those guys were Caucasian, weren't they? Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that. Uh, A person who could do it in real life would be Uh, an Asian man. All right. An inventor who claimed he had never had time to find a human girlfriend has created his own perfect woman, a robot. I love the explanation. I don't have uh, time to be courting a lady. But he he does have time to devote to creating a a lifelike robot. This will only take about 500 hours of my life to make this robot. I guess this uh, fembot can slap you if you squeeze her too hard. Yeah. Only a Japanese man would program that into his sex robot. I imagine uh, the the, uh, the robot's called Aiko, which means love child in Japanese. I imagine this would probably be something that's kind of expensive. But, yeah, um, so why is it on your list? I just think it's if, a DIY uh, project, do it yourself. Yeah, it's a DIY project, but I mean, it's something like a father and son could do together, you know? The time, time spent together would be the gift. That would be the gift. Okay. You know, well, Could you uh, see yourself and your dad doing this together? No. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I couldn't see that. I doubt it. Maybe... Uh, you know, build your own Torah or something. <laughs> write your own Torah. Yeah, write your own Torah. We actually did do that. That um, sounded fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, a few listeners wrote in that they wanted a pair of Kendra's soiled panties for Christmas. Now, that's kind of an inexpensive gift. Buy her a pair of panties. She can wear them for a week and then send them back to you. So Kendra would never have to buy underwear again, is what you're saying. Because she'd be supported. And she probably by would our... never have to wash underwear again if it just came in fast and heavy enough, you know, new seven, new, new, seven uh, new pairs a week, or maybe every other week if you want to wear them twice, which I'm not against. I think this sounds like a, a good business endeavor for Kendra. Or just, it's not even a bit, it's time saving. No, never do laundry, never buy and new never underwear. never have to buy a new pair of panties. Yeah. Yeah. And she's satisfying guys' sexual desires out there. Well, that's just a byproduct. She doesn't care about that. So that's um, uh, number uh, nine over here is the Skull and Bones Gauntlet Style Hand Claw Set. <laughs> also thirty-five dollars. Really? Thirty-five dollars. I thought it. you were gonna put like two more zeros on that. If you've ever been on, a, on an airplane and see the like replica swords, they're usually pretty expensive. Yeah, or if you go to Chinatown, you see all the swords they usually cost yeah. like three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's thirty-five bucks. And with this gauntlet strapped to your arm, there's no question you are the man in charge. Can't you just see those of guys? What, the Comic Con? Yeah. <laughs> King of the Virgins. Yeah. Have you have you ever seen that show, The uh, Knife Guys on CV, uh, QVC? Oh yeah, yeah, many times. It's like, can't you just see them being like, just put this gauntlet on your hand? You're the man in charge. Yeah. They get so excited about those. You uh, don't have a girlfriend, sex. but who cares? Scare people in the park. But one thing I was thinking with this thing is, uh, you know. I'm sure there are some nerds out there that will go out and buy this, thinking now, that do you they think are it's badass. Based, are you talking about comic nerds thinking they're going to be Wolverine, or horror nerds thinking they're going to be Freddy Krueger? It has skulls on it. 
So I'm thinking More of horror Freddy nerds. Krueger thing. Yeah, the maybe Freddy some goths kind of might get into it. But I'm thinking maybe a real devoted fan out there could wear a sick and wrong shirt and uh, put on uh, some of these uh, hand claw things and go out the day after Christmas. Yeah, and have some fun. It's kind of retarded though. Dude, if if someone, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, what's much more effective than some hand claws is a like, gun? well, no, well, that, but <laughs> a machete. Just go down to your hardware store and buy a machete. You know, the kind that you would get to like clear vines out of your backyard. Sensible, pragmatic, wackily, no flair for the dramatic. That's right. what I'm saying. Could you imagine? Well, the body if- count is going to be higher. I mean, what are we attributing the drama? The drama. Yeah, to? but it would make the papers and maybe even like the morning news <laughs> if so he went out something- and housed a bunch of people in a Nebraska shopping mall with his Wolverine claws and sick and wrong shirt. And the newspapers just aren't going to report it if it's a machete. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think if it's a machete, they're just going to be like, yeah, it's going to be like one of those little like one inch con- like one inch yeah. blurbs on the back page, on the back page, underneath the family circus, <laughs> real life Wolverine. <laughs> Uh, but the uh, number one gift that you should get your child, your husband, your wife, uh, brother, or sister for Christmas this year, 2008, is a sick and wrong t-shirt. Right off the website. Affordable. It's only, what, $22? $18 in the United States? Gift that keeps on giving. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. They're but... not coated in anthrax, are they? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but, uh, oh. you know, we could probably arrange it that we actually could previously wear them for you. I could wear them like a sumo diaper. Scent of Wackerly on those shirts. That actually will be a few bucks extra, scent but and, scent customized. And, and stripe of Wackerly. Customized. <laughs> <laughs> stripe of Wackerly. So, um, yeah, those are our Christmas gift recommendations. I know it's a little late, but uh, hey, people always buy their gifts um, you know, the day after. And, uh, you know, but buy them for birthdays or something like that. Yeah. I'm New just, Year's Day gift. I'm just happy that I have to buy gifts for anybody, so it's kind of nice. So, Wackerly, I know we're going to play some phone calls here. we got a number of phone calls. So, uh, let's cut to a few phone calls and then talk about some Christmas miracles on this Christmas Eve here, 2008. Okay, here we go. I, I don't even know uh, who's, whose call is this. There's some people called in wishing us Merry Christmas or something. Well, yeah, this is a, a timely call about the holidays. I love it when Tom Waits calls us. Yeah. You know, I, I knew he was a fan of the show, but he rarely calls us and serenades us over it's the kind phone. kind of a depressing holiday sentiment, though. Oh, well. Yeah, but, you know, Tom Waits isn't the most, like, happy-go-lucky fellow. <laughs> this you next know? one isn't really about the holidays, but it is about the season. Oh, I know this guy through the intro. Hey, girls, it's the Magpie. Calling you from Chicago, Illinois, the greatest city in the world. And it, I'd like you to know today, with the wind chill, it reached a balmy 30 degrees below zero Fahrenheit, which is also, you could call it fucking cold. But uh, in other words, what also is going on is I'd like to wish everybody out there in the sick and wrong crew and the sick and wrong audience and anyone who just might possibly be listening to this song. I'd like to wish you all a very happy holiday, whatever holiday that may be. All right. Peace out. Later. Touching. Now, what a nice guy. I feel touched. Yeah, what a nice guy. He's so much nicer than Tom Waits, who's trying to yeah. depress us all. Lee's Magpie is calling up saying he's freezing to death, but still able to wish us all a happy holiday. Yeah, I guess there were holiday greetings. And it was non-denominational as well. But, dude, could you imagine 
Negative 30 wind chill. Yes, I've been in it. I can't imagine it now. What it's like 40 outside here, which is which everybody here thinks is freezing. How is it possible for humans to survive in those kind of harsh conditions? Booze. That's guess, why they have those dogs that come and bring the booze on their neck, St. Bernard's. That's exactly why I moved to San Francisco, is because I couldn't deal with that Chicago weather. That and all the cocksucking, right? <laughs> no, the fat chicks. The girls are bigger over there in the Midwest. They're thinner out here. Um, what's uh, call number three? Uh, oh, that actually, this is an interesting call. We got a couple calls from uh, this girl. Hi, Dean Lance. See, got it right this time, fuckers. Anyway, this is a crazy cat lady calling again. And I would like to comment on, I just listened to your last episode, and you were saying something about the um, female members of the Sick and Wrong Forums, how they posted. Can I just say I like the term female member? <laughs> A female member of the Sick and Wrong uh, Forum. Fictitious pictures of themselves on there. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's 100% me. And um, I think it's a cry out for me to send you guys more pictures. Couldn't agree more. But anyway, um, I don't think I'm that hot to begin with. It's, it's all about the makeup, baby. And, uh, well, um... You guys really pissed me off when you said that because um, not many other female members posted their picture besides Kendra, and we all know she's for real. Not really. But um, anyway, more pictures than me to come, just to prove you guys are on. All right, so take it easy. Bye, Dean Lance, fuckers. Okay, feel free to prove us wrong, but don't chide us for being skeptics about the internet. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. It's like... You get you can't take the internet. At, I mean, you get you got to take it at face value. You have to question every picture you see. Right. Well, I mean, it's there's levels. I mean, if somebody's just writing something in, then it's obviously some fat uh, homosexual man trying to you know trying to have us post pictures of our cocks. Then there's a pic. If you post a picture, you're like, well, okay, that looks like a woman, or you know, it looks it like could some, be a woman. Well, or you know, it's not just some picture that the person ripped off of somebody else's MySpace page. But, so you gotta like write sick yeah, and wrong if you write on your S and nipples. W on your nipples, then there's no way we can argue with that. But I do like the fact that uh, she's going to send us more pictures. I, you know, feel free to do that. I know uh, recently she took her pictures down off the forum. Did right. You notice that? Yeah. What, because what of prompted the forum her to dickhead, Chicken Fista. Oh yeah, that guy. I had to make some snide comments. He's the forum dissenter. Right, they, they, and, but, and Chicken's never posted a picture of himself. I'm sure he's this svelte Fabio-looking man from Australia. Fucking koala fucker. Well, you know, what I like, you know what I like about that particular koala fucker? Is he incites people. So I think he's just kind of like one of the guys that's... He's the devil's advocate of the forum. He comes on there... And, uh, you know, he shoves barbs into everyone's asses and gets responses, winds people up, makes the forum spicy. Right. I would never moderate the forum, though, but now he's gotten some uh, pictures of some hot tail taking off the forum. I know. And that's that's exactly the type of behavior that we want to discourage. We want women to put as many pictures as they can on the forum. So, Chicken Fister, regardless of whether or not you think the girl's hot, bite your tongue, you koala fucker. Seriously. 
Yeah, no, I saw that. And so, uh, crazy- I mean, I know she's not fuzzy and eating a eucalyptus leaf. It's not your like <laughs> drinking preferred, a Foster's. Yeah, your preferred, you know, female form. But some of the us others on the form might like to look at it. Yeah, we kind of like the human Fucking female, bitch. not the female kangaroo form. But uh, crazy cat lady, feel free to uh, post more pictures. We would appreciate that. Or you could just email them to us directly. <laughs> yeah, and then you can send us naked pics. Uh, people call the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, real quick, Wackley, I want to get to a couple emails we received here. Speaking of Australia, we got an email from Churba from Brisbane, Australia. He says, hey guys, a while back you had a guy from Western Australia saying that most Australians don't drink Fosters, except in Melbourne. Well, apparently this dopey cunt hasn't heard of Crown Lager. See, Fosters wasn't selling so well in Australia. So they repackaged it as something completely different. Crown Lager. That's right, Sally. Crown Lager is not only fosters in a different bottle, it's also one of the most popular beers in Australia. Deceptive. Huh. And anyway, who the fuck lives in Perth? Go to fucking Brisbane. Fucking Western Australia. Jesus Christ. Last time I was there, I was raped. Two big fat lezos got me down and flogged me with a hunk of bong hose. <laughs> I mean, is that some kind of Australian code word here? I don't even get that. What, bong hose? Is that like a kangaroo dick? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, is, is Never that, heard of one. Um, uh, what's a lezo? I'm, I'm thinking lesbian. I'm pretty sure that's lesbian, right? That's not a stretch to think of it that way. He says, I mean, sure, that's why I came back, but still, at least we can agree on one thing. At least you don't live in fucking Adelaide, where the balls are always touching. <laughs> There's a lot of Australian euphemisms or uh, stuff that I don't... Idiom. I, yeah, idioms that I, here that I don't quite understand, like bongos and uh, what exactly happens in uh, Adelaide. I mean, my balls are touching right now. Is he saying men, I think it's other, other, people's other men's balls, balls are, are touching, touching each yeah. other? Okay. There's a lot of benders in Adelaide. All right, that's all I've got to say, so I'm fucking off. Merry fucking Christmas from Churba. Thank you, Churba. We appreciate that. Uh, we got another email here from John who says, Happy fucking holidays. Well, D and Lance, another year comes to a close with holiday festivities. Most of the Sick and Wrong listeners will no doubt be spending their Christmas Eves whacking off the pictures of Sarah Palin. And although that sounds fun, I'll have the pleasure of spending time with my recovering alcoholic relatives instead who bore each other with stories of uh, how bad the days were when they were drinking. Nothing makes me want to... be interesting. There could be some sick stories there. I imagine there probably were. Uh, Nothing makes me want to have a hip flask on hand more than several hours of that. Uh, Don't you? I would. Could you imagine? I wonder if it's like an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and the whole place is just filled with cigarette smoke. So at the Wackerly family Christmas celebrations, there was alcohol involved, wasn't there? There hasn't been one in such a long time. Yeah, but I think so. Beer, when's the last time you went to like a Wackerly Christmas thing? Like, was it was it in college? It would have had to been in college. Yeah. Where? So I mean, it was more than your immediate family. You had like your uncles, your relatives, Uncle, Uncle Wacker, Wackerly, Grandpa Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, most of my extended family are, yeah, huge so drunks. So, could you imagine dealing with your extended family for a period of hours without any alcohol? No, no, I just would, like, hole up in some closet or something. Yeah, I think I would flip out. I don't, I don't think I could deal with that. 
He says, uh, fortunately, there's a pub open that's not too far out of the way before I get back to my place, so I'll close out Christmas Eve that way. That's nice. Alone in the pub. It's good. It's a good uh, way to spend Christmas. Yeah. Isn't that what we're doing later? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess we're not. We <laughs> that's what be I alone. do every year. <laughs> we won't be alone. Uh, sure, it's not as Christmassy and festive as getting fucked in the butt by Burl Ives, but you can't have everything. John. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who's Burl Ives? You know who Burl Ives is? No. Is he some kind of Christian demigod or something? You know all those weird uh, stop frame animation Christmas specials, like the Rudolph one. Oh yeah, the the Rudolph and the, the he Frosty did a the lot snowman. of the, yeah he did a lot of those songs, and even in one of them there there is a snowman with a little beard, like a kind of a Fu Manchu style beard that I think is supposed to be him. It's modeled after him, and it might I think it's even his voice. Oh, I you know I didn't even yeah I I you, you know, guys I've, never got any of those uh, stop frame animations for your uh, for Hanukkah? for your crazy fucking religion did you you know every now and then in your face well I remember every now and then we would try to sneak a watch of like Charlie Brown's Christmas special or Rudolph saves Christmas or whatever uh-huh. it is and my dad would see that on the TV and he would immediately shut off the TV slap us across the head and make us read the Talmud uh-huh. that's usually what happened <laughs> so uh, yeah I'm not that familiar with Burl Ives or his artistry. Maybe we can find a song for the sick and wrong song of the week, a Burl Ives song. A Burl Ives song? Yeah, why know. not? Yeah, that sounds kind of cool. Imagine, is it a Christian maybe man's a, fantasy maybe to does get a fucked cover, in the ass Maybe he does Burl a cover Ives? of uh, Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know where the fucking in the ass by Burl Ives. He does have that Fu Manchu, though. It's like kind of a gay man's facial hair I think situation. it might be John's fantasy. Well, John, good luck uh, <laughs> hanging out with the recovering alcoholic relatives. God, I'd yeah. rather go go to the dentist. Just get drunk first. That's what everybody else would do. Yeah, and then talk about how great the days <laughs> of you getting drunk are now. Yeah, like today. <laughs> this day is good. I was sober for about an hour today, but now I'm wasted so I can deal with you. Well, people, uh, every year on Christmas, there are a number of Christmas miracles that happen. It's my favorite thing about the holidays are the Christmas miracles. You know, so wackily, if something happens on December 5th, is it still a Christmas miracle? No, I think it has to be after the 15th. And it can even go past Christmas. It could go to so, maybe like January 5th. January 5th or January 1st? So anything the around 5th. the holidays. Yeah, sort of like two weeks on either side or something. So now, yeah. is there a difference between a Christmas miracle and a Hanukkah miracle? Um, well, Christmas miracles exist and Hanukkah miracles don't. I mean, after that, after that whole oil in the lamp thing, you guys burned out your goodwill from, from the Lord Almighty. Dude, I found 50 cents on the ground today. I thought that was a Hanukkah miracle. Yeah, but it had AIDS on it. So. <laughs> you found it on the ground in the tenderloin? <laughs> yeah. I didn't put it in my the, fucking mouth. The negatives uh, outweighed the positives. Yeah, but your fingers touched it, and then you put your hand in your mouth. And in my butt. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, no, I see what you're saying. Okay, Hanukkah, miracles, you know. It was the oil lamp thing that you burned out right there. I mean, it, no pun intended. Yeah, but eight that, days. That was the exactly, miracle. Exactly, eight days. That was the miracle. But Christmas yeah. miracles happen every year. Are you guys year. glad that you blew your, you blew your miracle potential on that? So, well, you a, know, a lamp? We've, ta- <laughs> we've discussed Hanukkah here on the show several times. And I think Hanukkah is just a load of bullshit anyway. It's uh-huh. a, it's, you know, dude. You don't believe it happened? No, it happened. Something happened when the yeah. when the Jews got their ass kicked once again for like the one hundredth time in the right. Bible, hiding in a cave. Yeah, and they're hiding in like the ruins of their temple, and they had no light. And you know, surprisingly, the oil lasted eight days. But it never was a big deal until you know modern times, like in the past fifty years, when Christian kids were getting showered with gifts on Christmas, and the Jews are like, "What gives? 
What's up with that? And so then they're know. like, well, um, there was a Hanukkah miracle. Eight days of gifts for you. Eight days of shitty gifts. What I never understood about it, are, are Jews just really scared of the dark? Like, who, care, who cares if the fucking candle goes out? I mean, yeah. what were they eating? They had food, right? That, that's more of a miracle to me. Yeah, but they had to sit in the dark for that long. Who so, knows what can happen in the dark? Uncle Shlomo did, did could come, come over and, uh, you know, put something in your hand. It's creepy. <laughs> Burl Ives can show up. <laughs> Burl Ives can show up for the back door. Okay. Okay, so, and now I anyway, understand. You need light to make sure that Burl Ives isn't sneaking that around. That isn't sneaking around okay. trying to sodomize you. So we decided that we're going to talk about the our favorite Christmas miracles for Christmas 2008 here on Sick and Wrong. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's it's difficult to qualify as a Sick and Wrong Christmas miracle because it has to have various Sick and Wrong elements to it, and it has to have miraculous elements. Yeah. So um, I think my Christmas miracle definitely outweighs Wackerly's, but, you know, you can be the judge of that. Yeah, it's hard to judge miracle if it's miracle. <laughs> you know, they're all miraculous. <laughs> they're all so miraculous. So, you know what, let, let me kick off my Christmas Miracle. Wackerly, are you familiar with the story of Adam Walsh? Uh, Adam Walsh. Is he in a band or something? Sounds like a guy in a band. No, you're thinking of Joe Walsh. Oh, yeah, right. Different person <laughs> all Of together. the Eagles. Of the Eagles, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Adam Walsh was a little child that was uh, decapitated in 1981. They had never found his killer. Wow. Up until this Christmas. They finally what? closed the case. Since 1987 years later? 27 years later, Christmas miracle, they found the murderer of Adam Walsh. And it, believe it you or know, not... You know, that name still sounds familiar, and it's, I'm not thinking of Joe Walsh. Why do the, I know that The reason name? that name sounds familiar is his father, John Walsh, was the host and creator of America's Most Wanted. Is the host, right? I think that's still He is still the host, on. yeah. No, he's wow. still on it, and the creator of uh, America's Most Wanted. So, Are they going to do a special Christmas episode about his son? <laughs> you know, they. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't... They like, probably will. You know, for 27 years, though, he was still trying to find out who uh, murdered his child. And in the process, the case found, was never found many closed. other murderers for people with his fabulous TV show. So the uh, Adam Walsh was murdered in Hollywood, Florida. A deceased drifter. I love that drifter. A drifter <laughs> did it. I'd love to be, you know, that'd be kind of interesting to be like, you know, in your obituary to be like, yeah, D. Simon was a drifter. <laughs> Just drifted from town to town. Right. It really basically means you're homeless. I'm a homeless hobo. Yeah, why would they say hobo instead of drifter? I like hobo better, but drifter sounds more nefarious. Hobo, yeah, hobo's kind of fun-loving, riding the rails, boxcar willy type guy. Yeah, and you think he's got that face paint, red, you know, the red nose. And yeah, all that. a bindle. A flower daisy sticking out of his hat. <laughs> yeah. A bindle. A drifter's going to... gonna. gonna Bone you in the behind the tree. Yeah, a drifter against would probably your sodomize your granddaughter. Yeah, a deceased drifter, long suspected in the abduction, murder, and beheading of six-year-old Adam Walsh, committed the crime that put missing children on the national agenda. Please, because nobody gave a fuck before. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's they a didn't. Christmas miracle. Yeah, it is a miracle. Adam Walsh, six years old, disappeared from a mall in August 1981. His head was found two weeks later. 120 miles away. The uh, drifter's name here is... Where was his head? His head was actually found in a canal, in a rowboat in a canal, and they never found his body. The head was in the rowboat? It wasn't just in the bottom of the canal? It was in a rowboat floating around? It was around? floating around, just kind of just floating on a rowboat. 
Really? Just kind of Kind of like Tony Harrison trying to row the boat, but not being able to reach the oars. From the Mighty Boosh? Yeah. This is an outrage. <laughs> but, Give but, he's me only, the oars. but he's only six, so he has a much younger <laughs> voice. Um, if Otis O'Toole, who is the drifter, was alive today, he'd be arrested for the abduction and murder of Adam Walsh on July 27th, 1981. Uh, this was uh, uttered by Hollywood Police Chief Chad Wagner uh, this past Tuesday. The chief apologized to the boy's parents, John and Reeve Walsh, for what he called lapses and in the initial investigation. He added that there is no magic piece of evidence that led investigators to officially name a suspect now, 27 years later. Uh-huh. But the case should have been closed. It could have been closed years ago. But he claims when he became police chief, he vowed to close the Walsh case. And that's precisely what he did. He actually assigned a retired detective to uh, conduct independent reviews, interviews. And uh, finally, they uh, managed to close the case and uh, figure out it was Otis O'Toole. If I was friends with Otis O'Toole, I would call him O.T. Squared. (laughs) Otis O'Toole? O.T. Squared? What's up, O.T. Squared? How's it going? Did you murder some kid? (laughs) Don't answer that. John Walsh's voice shook and his eyes brimmed with tears as he thanked the chief for closing the case. Uh, For 27 years, we've been asking ourselves, who would take a six-year-old boy and murder him and decapitate him? Who? So did did O.T. Squared explain himself? I don't even really want to know why he uh, captured the kid. I want to know why he put the head in the rowboat. That's what I don't understand. And where, where the hell is the body? I, I, I just don't get he it. Probably I think ate it. forensic <laughs> techniques were different back in 1981. Yeah, 30 Definitely years not ago. as advanced. I mean, 30 years ago. I think we've come a long way. Um, Walsh says, you know, who would have asked, who would have murdered this kid? Who would have decapitated this kid? We needed to know. Today, we know. This not knowing has been a torture, but now that journey is over. How long do you need to ponder that question? You know, it's like Ernest Borgnine in uh, Poseidon Adventure. How many more lives? That's what you wonder. Yep. Uh, so Tool is a convicted was a convicted pedophile and killer who associated with notorious serial killer Henry Lee Lucas. I guess he died in prison back in 1996. Ot squared or Henry Lee Lucas? I think Henry Lee Lucas is dead as well, but okay. uh, Ot squared died back in 96. So they were just murder buddies. Then I wonder if they were cellmates or if they're just like serial killers that hung out together. I mean, on the was, outside or the inside of prison? I think they were on the outside of prison. Right. They were just friends. They should have had a podcast <laughs> about Christmas <laughs> every ser- week. <laughs> the, the, the serial killer podcast. That'd be great. About Christmas every week. No, dude, they could talk about techniques. I don't have to be on the podcast. I'm going to produce it. So I could just get two murderers to be the host. But are they going to talk about murdering families on Christmas? No. I told you it's going to be about, just cr- about Christmas and Christmas trees and decorating. It just happens to be hosted by two murders. I don't know. Right now, Wackerly, I'm actually kind of interested in it now. Uh, I'm, I already stated that I'm cutting you out of the deal. So I, I, no, I'm just saying I'd be a listener. I'd like to know Henry. Oh, as a listener, yeah, you can listen. I would like to know Henry Lee Lucas's recipe for eggnog. Or gingerbread. <laughs> or gingerbread cakes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Little gingerbread figures. Um, Wagner said investigators were able to place Tool in Hollywood, Florida, at the same time Adam disappeared. I guess apparently Tool confessed to killing the boy twice and twice recanted his story, saying he made it up. So it could not be learned what, if any, new evidence actually exists. So this is what actually happened. Adam disappeared from a Sears store across from the Hollywood police station in July 81. Two weeks later, his severed head was found in a canal 120 miles outside of Hollywood. The boy's body was never recovered, 
and no one was ever charged in the case. Uh. Apparently, the the murder here of his child um, kind of uh, uh, led uh, John Walsh to start um, America's Most Wanted. And uh, he actually, um, his, led, his efforts led to the passage of the Federal Missing Children's Assistance Act, which established the National Center for Missing and Exploited Kids. His fierce loathing of fugitives, convicts, and predators launched a new career as host of television show America Most Wanted. So think about what this. What was he doing before that, does it say? Well, that's what my point is. If his kid didn't die, he'd probably just be another blue-collar Florida schlub. Or even white collar, but he wouldn't be a multi-millionaire. That I know, sure so it's like it's almost in his best interest that his kid died. If you think about it, uh, yeah, that's a real maybe. Phil- that's a philosophical question that we're not going to deal. with. Yeah, but maybe that was a miracle, a Christmas, Christmas miracle. miracle. <laughs> so uh, Tool's confession, the Walsh case, was questioned by police because Tool confessed to other murders that police knew he did not commit. But uh, but what apparently uh, the details of his story had changed. But Tool did lead police to the Sears store. And pointed out the spot where uh, Adam was last seen. He also led police to the canal where the boy's head was found. So that's a good technique if you're in the interrogation room and the detectives got you by the balls and they're like trying to beat a confession out of you or psychologically beat a confession out of you. Uh, confess. Don't try and hold it back. And then, and then confess to like 50 other things and it will be inadmissible. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And then, I, I mean, just keep saying you, you killed Joan Bonet. Keep saying, uh, you yeah. know. Joan Baez? <laughs> Joan Baez? <laughs> I killed Joni Mitchell, too, that fucking high-voice high bitch. That bitch. So this Adam Wall story is particularly relevant to me because I have a personal connection to this story. I remember when this happened. It was back, you know, in 81. I was six years old. And I was yeah. still, this is right before I moved to South Africa where I grew up. It was, so it was like we were living before in. Before you moved to South Africa? Right before we moved to South Africa. We moved to South Africa when I was, I think, five, actually. Okay. I was five. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember I was living in Florida and I remember reading about this and my mother flipped the fuck out. My mother wouldn't let us walk to, like, take the bus by ourselves. My well, mother wouldn't let us out of her sight. You shouldn't be taking sight. the bus by yourself when you're six years old, I don't think. Maybe well, back then we, it was all I right. I mean, we couldn't do anything by ourselves. We couldn't go trick-or-treating. Uh-huh. We couldn't walk around. Yeah. Like, we couldn't play with the other kids in the front yard after this Adam Walsh oh, thing. okay. So she did go nuts. Oh, dude. She, she went totally nuts. Is this and a typical Jewish mother thing? I think it was partly the Jewish mother thing, but it's also the national hysteria caused by Adam Walsh's severed head found on a rowboat. Yeah. So my I don't mother, think my parents gave a fuck. <laughs> they probably it, back then the news wasn't as nationalized either. You had like a lo- couple well, we local lived news in Florida, to, so yeah. So that's probably why it was a big proximity. Deal for you. But I, I, but there wasn't even cable news back then. Yeah, you had like your so. local news station that would report sort of bigger stuff, and then maybe there would be like one national broadcast a night. God, dude, my mother freaked out. She was like, do you want to be the next Adam Walsh? Grab my hand. You know, and she was... I and mean, you're she, like, member of the Eagles? Hell yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> that one. Adam Walsh, not Joe Walsh. No, she was just like, you don't want to wander off from me because there are men in, in hiding in the bathrooms in the Kmart that will cut your little penis off. It's penis? Scared, dude, it scared the shit so out of me. So she like even exaggerated the story to increase the fear level? It, dude, I was so petrified of wandering away from her side. It didn't even matter. I, I didn't even need to be on a leash. So when she I said was, that there was a man waiting in the bathroom to cut your penis off, were you like, like daddy did? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just terrified, okay? <laughs> that's it. I was just terrified. Well, Wackerly, um, that's my Christmas miracle. That's and a I think one. it is a miracle that they finally closed uh, the Adam Walsh case after 27 long years of pondering 
who would do this to my child? They finally figured it out. Yeah. Even though he did uh, confess and looked obviously, you know, he had blood on his hands. But he's already dead, right? He's dead. So yeah. I don't think any justice will Pyrrhic come to victory. It. I'm giving it four miraculous sick and wrong brown stars. Uh, I'll give it four Jesus's halos, baby Jesus halos. <laughs> Jesus's halos. <laughs> Jesus' well, brown halo. Wackily, before we move on to your Christmas miracle, let's do a couple more phone calls here. Okay. Uh, yeah, a few more phone calls came to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. And uh, yeah, let's do call number one. This one has nothing to do with the holidays. It has to do with uh, innovative masturbation techniques, which can be a miracle in and of themselves. Did you call this in? <laughs> I don't give out my masturbation secrets. I patent them. Hey, Dan Lance. This is Scott from the Bronx. And you were talking about masturbation techniques. I got one that I like to do. I take a blonde wig and I put it on my hand uh, and I jack off with it and I call it a blind date. Okay, I love the show. Keep it up. Keep it up another 152 episodes. God bless you, sirs. Goodbye. That's genuinely creepy. This is why black people in the Bronx hate the white people coming in and gentrifying the place. They wouldn't care if we just came in there and acted normal. But no, we're sitting in our apartments masturbating with wigs on our with hands. With a blonde wig on our hand. You know what's kind of funny about this? It made me think of that other caller, Dead Sexy from Jersey, that calls every uh-huh, now and then right. with some kind of fabricated sex move. Yeah, he's kind of a comedian. You hear Dead Sexy's... I laugh at him. I think it's funny. You hear Dead Sexy's tone of voice and his, like, whatever. Delivery. His his humorous delivery. He's like, yeah, and then you put your grandma on your head. You got a babushka hat, blah, blah, blah. And you know it's tongue-in-cheek. He's fucking around. It's funny. This guy... I don't doubt the veracity of his statement. Oh, this he's guy, doing it. Dude, you know this dude probably glues a blonde wig to his hand and thinks he's, like, getting blown by, like, you know, the, the neighbor's John Bonet Ramsey. Does he put lipstick on his on the hand and stuff like that? Makes it talk? Yeah, like that Spanish guy <laughs> with the hand pump. I can't remember the dude's name, and I tried to even Google it. I can't Burrito, find it. taco, <laughs> Like in South Park? Right, right, but the whole South Park thing they were making yeah, fun were making of something fun else. Of I want to remember what the original. So if anybody knows that guy's name who is famous for the Spanish hand puppet. You know what? This guy's going to start off like a whole cavalcade of uh, people calling in being like, well, my masturbation technique is I like to do this, and my masturbation technique is this. Good. Wait, you want to hear this, or you just want to expand yeah, that's your like, uh, that's like horizons? Yeah, Han- that's like a Hanukkah miracle. The one, <laughs> the one masturbation technique leads to eight masturbation <laughs> techniques. That's the Hanukkah miracle for sure. Let's call number two. This one's in anticipation of us putting our pictures Dude, up. Dude, this eggnog's fucking disgusting. I can't even drink it. It's kind of growing on me. Ugh. This one's in, in anticipation of us putting our pictures up. Oh, yeah, the Describe Dean Lance contest. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I was just thinking that uh, Dee probably looked like a skinny Iggy Pop kind of hippie Jew uh, drag queen. Drag queen. And um, what's his name? Fucking Wackerly is probably like a fat lumberjack Drew Carey with a big old beard and beady little eyes. <laughs> Maybe like a big belt buckle. <laughs> Dude, he's so dead on. 
The level of that guy's high <laughs> is a Christmas miracle. The, the amount that he, the amount that he got baked, is a Christmas miracle. Dude, that guy is so completely stoned. <laughs> you know, I, I, I almost want to say that he's on mushrooms instead of just weed. It sounds like a good old fashioned like five bong hit. Five to me. bong hit kind of thing. Five bong hits called the second wrong hotline. But you know, he's got a point there with uh, your beady little shrimp eyes. You think so? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Your beady, tiny shrimp eyes. I've right, never they're trusted just, they're your just, eyes. They're just, like Howard Moon from the Mighty Boosh. Okay, that's uh, two Mighty Boosh references. <laughs> One show. There, I think they're quite distinguished. <laughs> but you know, it does crack me up that everyone thinks you're a fat ass, and everybody thinks Big, you're, and everybody thinks you're bald. Everyone thinks I'm this bald, like golem-looking, skinny, emaciated Jew, like Holocaust victim. Uh-huh. You know, I think seriously. It's because you're vegetarian. You know what it is? They see Jew, and then they have all these images of the Holocaust. They're like, oh, that's what Jews look like. They're skinny and emaciated. and <laughs> They're not, though. They're not. <laughs> look at the Weinsteins. The Weinstein yeah, brothers. The smell like that. Those guys are fucking huge. Tons Big of fun. Big fat-ass dudes. I mean, seriously. I, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, it's you know it's, it, it does crack me up. And people... Uh, go go to the sick wrong forum and uh, describe what you think me and uh, Lance look like, and you know the winner might get a prize. It's great fun. This one's uh, when does the president get inaugurated? That's kind of seasonal too, right? Is it in who? January? When who did? When does the president get inaugurated? Oh, oh, Obama. Uh, I think it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's at the he's the president, right? Yeah, president elect. He's not okay. the president yet, but I think it's January twentieth, isn't it? Yeah, so that's kind of seasonal. Here's one about that. I would like to. On the black president. Thank you very much. Start the show. <laughs> you know what's funny? That's such a typical phone call that we get to the sick wrong hotline. Yeah, you, and you know what else is funny is he says, okay, thanks, start the show, because he knows we're going to use that as the intro. Yeah, point, I know. Which we will. Which we probably will. I, I, it sounds like a great soundbite. I like the way his voice just kind of rose when he's like, I'd like to boop on the black president. I think he probably might have been a theater major at one time. Yeah, I think Obama would be offended by that. People call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We always love to hear what you have to say, especially when you're talking about U.S. politics. Wackerly, your Christmas miracle. Let's see how it compares to mine. Well, religion is banned in China, right? So, uh, but I think there are a lot of closeted Chinese Christians. So, I think this is a legitimate story. What, what do the Chinese celebrate around this time of year? Nothing. <laughs> what do they do in China? They go to work and like produce for the state. Must hey, produce and get paid like what fourteen cents an hour, if that. Yeah, some <laughs> grains of rice. You're lucky you didn't lose a limb. I don't think this is. Ha- and people always say that you know Beijing is this great cosmopolitan city. Now, although I don't think my story happened in Beijing, <laughs> I think a little further out into the countryside. Quian uh, Hongyang uh, studies hard. She's a young lady in uh, the sticks of China. She never grouches in training, although she was confronted with many difficulties at the beginning. Her swimming coach said. The 10-year-old was injured tragically in an auto accident when she was only three years old. To ensure her survival, the doctors were forced to amputate her legs. Oh. Oh, dear. Two things about that sentence uh, are sort of doubtful to me uh, as being in existence in this area of China. Doctors? (laughs) I'm I'm translating that. It's barber and cars? 
donkey cart, maybe? Yeah, wait, what do they call those carts? That they the tuk-tuks or something like that? Oh, have? well, that's kind of an automobile. I'm thinking even less than that. That's even in India. You know, okay, so you're thing. just thinking like a little... Uh, a cart or a buggy. I know the tuk tuk thing you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. She probably did get Rickshaw. run over. She probably Rickshaw. did get run That's over by a is. car. It was probably like the local head of state, you know, just plowing <laughs> through all the peasants. Quian's uh, family, they live in Zhuangjia, China. Uh, they were unable to afford modern prosthetics. And are you ready for the miracle? <laughs> what's what's okay? So wait, now they have their kid who had to have their legs amputated. Yeah, the she's, miracle wasn't that she was had to have her legs amputated. So she's half the girl she used to be. But what's the miracle? Well, she's like five eighths. <laughs> <laughs> she still has her crotch. Here comes the miracle. They were unable to afford modern prosthetics. Ooh, what are we gonna do? Wait for the Christmas miracle. That's what you're gonna do. Are they surgically attached her to a duck? No, they used a half a basketball. Uh, to put her lower portions into, and she gets around on that. Once she's in the ball, she uses two wooden props to ho- help her move around. And wooden props, I, I, I've seen the pictures, they're kind of like little wooden irons, like in the shape <laughs> of an iron that you would iron your clothes with. So, so wait, okay, in China, when a an impoverished family, or when a child loses her appendages... Instead of getting any kind of prosthetic, like, I mean, they could have given her sticks or something. They they put sticks. her torso into a basketball. So you're, when you say sticks, you're thinking like a pirate? Not, not the band. Like a peg leg? Like yeah, a I was thinking just attach it to a stick. I mean, how, no, no. what the fuck they are you supposed her... to do with a basketball? She bounce around with yeah, her little, I think like... Yeah, she bounces the fuck around. So she bounces around with her wooden <laughs> little, like, her wooden ironing boards. Maybe the maybe you have to see the picture to get the full effect of this story. All right, we're we're gonna have to post this. Just picture imagine a little girl website. with two irons in her hands, like ironing irons, and then but her lower body is a basketball. <laughs> so you know what I don't understand it's about a Christmas this miracle. Okay, now I do agree it's a miracle that she can move around with this basketball body, but where does she like defecate? Where does she go to the bathroom? Right into the ball. <laughs> Or else she holds it. I mean, she could. They could have just left her on the bed. They could have been like, "Well, you, you, we can't afford fake legs, so you're not going to be able to move around." But now she gets to bounce around. I guess she can get, bounce. Well, why wouldn't they give her a wheel? If she's going to have the little iron clomping things, why couldn't she wheel around? On I don't a know wheel? if they've invented the wheel over there yet. So this They're is like completely rural China. They, you know, there's like <laughs> they a dude do have basketballs though. Dude walking around with a duck under his arm. And actually, some uh, paper I think in England, uh, somewhere in the UK, caught wind of this story and did a big expose on her. And obviously, uh, a bunch of people donated money. And she actually does have prosthetic legs now, but she prefers the ball. Um, I guess the pe- people who surround her, the people who surround her, say. It's easier for her to get in and out of the pool. She's a big swimmer. She's going to try to be in the Paralympics in uh, London in 2012. Well, I imagine her upper body strength must be uh, quite impressive. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with the pool. I think it's the, the, the fact that you can just relieve yourself into the ball anytime <laughs> you want to. So wait, if you don't have, do you think she has sphincter control? I guess she's just lost her legs, right? Yeah, not her butthole. So she's not like a tube of toothpaste just squeezing out like rice poo. I wouldn't want to say either way. Maybe she is. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool to have a portable latrine like that. Yeah. It has its merits. The Harlem Globetrotters could do a hell of a routine with this girl. <laughs> yeah, dude, I could, I could picture this. I almost bet picture Yao Ming traveling around with this girl. 
Yeah, he could be Make official. a lot of money. Here's, here's the ultimate Christmas miracle. There's several miracles wrapped up in this story, and remember that when you score it. But here's the ultimate miracle associated with this story. Um, you know, after four years of China uh, polishing its image associated with the Olympics that were just there, all it takes is one girl who's attached to a basketball to remind the world that, you know, your country is fucked. <laughs> That is true, but miracle. But in the end, did she eventually get? She, she did get prosthetics, right? But she doesn't use them. She prefers the ball, so she still stays in the ball. Yeah, in the United States, we'd be like, the ball is over, babe. All right, you, you're not you're using either, the ball anymore. Put the legs on. You're either in a wheelchair or in your legs. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting the ball anymore. This isn't a Terry Gilliam movie with <laughs> ball people are you know hopping around, freaking everybody out. It is a Christmas miracle, though. Um, for me to give this, how many Jesus halos, brown Jesus halos, I'm going to give it. You know, my story was miraculous that they found this guy's killer, but the kid's dead. It's not, you know, they, there's no Lazarus bringing Adam Walsh back to life here. I right, mean, that's father, why it's not as miraculous. The father might feel slightly vindicated because they found his son's murderer, who's also dead. Right. I mean, no one's even being charged with a crime. So compared to your story, where this girl overcomes all odds... And still manages to bounce around and defecate in a basketball. I'm going to give that five Jesus halos. I'm giving it five um, Mao's hair, which is kind of like a halo because it sort of surrounds his head. It's not on the top. He's kind of got that Mo cut, though, doesn't he, from the Three Stooges? Except there's nothing on top. It's like a bald Mo. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a bald. If Mo was bald, you'd yeah, have that. Which I'm sure bald, Mo was bald under his Mo wig. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about whose miracle is more miraculous for this Christmas 2008. Go vote! I, I think you're mocking the Christmas miracle with the, your tone of voice when you say miracle. Dude, it's, I, I'm I'd like being you to stop doing that. authentic I'd like you it. to stop doing it. What, what, are, are you going to go out and perform Christmas miracles tonight? <laughs> Probably. Is that what you, I mean, do Christmas miracles mean I'm a gonna lot to you? I'm going to give some uh, passed out crackhead a miraculous shower in my own vomit. <laughs> That's going to go miracle. pee on a crackhead's face. Or pee. Yeah, that's a second Christmas miracle. Yeah, that, that would be nice. <laughs> Golden miracle. People go vote. SickandWrongPodcast.com. You can decide who had the bigger Christmas miracle for uh, this Sick and Wrong Christmas show. Episode 154. Ring, ring, ring. Banana phone. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call. The Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 ring. Well, actually, we have a number of phone calls still to get to, so let's play a few more, do a couple more emails, and then get the fuck out of here, because we got to go drinking. D, Simon, slash, Lance, These guys are drunk. Yeah. Don't they sound wasted? Yeah, it's the drunk dial line. Doesn't surprise me. It's like a bunch of college dudes are going out drinking. They're like, let's go sick and wrong. It sounds like they're outside or something. They're all sort of walking and yelling at each other. Yeah, because I hear some shouting. I bet you like they're moments away from beating each other's asses. Or poking each other's asses. I I don't know what college you went to. (laughs) Actually, yes, you do. I listened to 122 earlier, and they were talking about the people who were, like, murdering people and throwing them off of bridges. And I'm not a bitch, because all my friends were like, oh, we don't want to walk back. 
Did he just say shit tossed? Do you want me to interpret this whole thing? Because I don't think anybody can follow what they're talking Yeah, I'm, I'm totally confused. Okay, these All right, guys these are dudes, <laughs> three dudes from Eau Claire, uh, Wisconsin. They Where, where's there. Eau Claire, Wisconsin? I don't know, but apparently we did some story about some murderer who was throwing people off a bridge there. Or else, maybe we didn't do it, but there Is was Eau a Is Eau Claire near Milwaukee? I don't know. Does it Green matter? Bay? Does it matter to you? Well, no, I guess it doesn't really <laughs> No, You know what? You know what matters? Milwaukee's kind of a big city. Whereas Eau Claire sounds to me like it's one of those small podunk towns. It's a small college town, probably, outside of one of the bigger places. Okay. So uh, this guy is a, a, a tough motherfucker because all of his friends, since these murders, don't want to walk home from the bar. And the voice that he makes makes me think his female friends. Um, when in reality, what they're doing is they're probably trying to get him to drive the car because it's fucking like 20 below. But he, being a college dumbass, as we were... We'll just walk to the bar when it's 20 below and you live in the Midwest. Yeah, because you're wasted. Yeah. Um, there's a second point, which I forgot. I'm just going to okay. start it up again. Bad plan. But anyways, fuck you. Worst band ever. Yeah, worst band ever. But it's all good. Oh, then they got tossed from the bar. Okay. He says they got their shit tossed, but they were too drunk and the bouncers threw them out. But yeah, I, I almost got murdered, apparently. I don't know. It's, your shit was false. There was no serial killer. I, you guys are probably going to talk about it later, but whatever. Fuck you. you guys I'm not getting, he's not getting brought up. I, I don't know. My, my girlfriend's coming here shortly, and I'll try to get her to get her to show her. Bet his girlfriend's a fine-looking woman. With an O-W written with marker on it. When I, No, I, I seriously will. I seriously will. We're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, we're going to talk about tonight. Right now. All right. Did <laughs> he just say we're going to Taco Bell tonight? He said he's going to get his girlfriend, who then you immediately insulted and probably fucking botched the deal, scotched yeah, dude, the deal. Dude, I was being serious. I bet you she is a good-looking woman. <laughs> he says he's going to get her to write sick and wrong on her Corn-fed Michigan Dane. Send the picture in. Midwestern And then, and then they're going to Taco Bell. So they're going to Taco Bell. But he said he's going to get her to write sick and wrong on her titties, which we encourage that type of behavior. Yeah, okay, these guys call in again. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I can't wait. I assume they're drunker. Being in Lance, I'm pretty sure I called the wrong number, but if it's not the right number, that'd be sweet. Because whoever I'm calling is going to be pissed. But anyways, so I found, I stumbled across you guys on on an iPod. Or, fuck, iTunes. And on I an iPod. To like 15 people I work with. And everybody is completely in view. But my uh, my buddy Cameron has a question for you. You, you know what's kind of funny about this, uh, Wackerly, is that he said he, he introduced our show to 15 people he works with. So now these 15 people are going to hear his drunk ass giving us a phone call <laughs> on the Christmas show. Yeah, yeah, he's just out of college. They expect that. Yeah, they probably expect it. Okay, now we're going to hear Cameron's question, apparently. Oh, okay. All right, here he is. Is he from Ferris Bueller's? Hey, guys. I've been listening to uh, 
for about an iPod, you know, at least like two or three months. I've pretty much been caught up. And I have a main question, and my main question is, who do you guys get to, you know, do the old, ah, this is sick and wrong. This is, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to call the sick and wrong, the hotline is 666. This part. You know, I was I was a little confused as to what he was saying, but now I understand his question. Because the funniest thing is he's trying to imitate the sexy voice, but he just still sounds like, <laughs> like a drunken white from, guy. A guy from Wisconsin who's drunk. <laughs> a drunken white guy it's from like, Wisconsin. It's a sexy voice. Like, ah, he's just sick and wrong. <laughs> you know that sexy voice like I got? So, uh, Cameron, in answer to your question, who did we get? to do the sick and wrong little sweeper about the banana phone. That was actually my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And this is uh, on the ex. You're not getting any of that anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. She was currently the girlfriend at the time, but it was my ex that actually did. She's my ex now, but she did that. You know what's funny is I made her do like a bunch. I made her do a lot of things. But I well, she is, she's theatrically trained. She's thea- theatrically trained, so she has the voice that can actually, you know, enunciate clearly. And I imagine... And sound like she's orgasming at the same time. Sounds a lot sexier than uh, Cameron, drunken Cameron would doing that same promo. But uh, yeah, to an- in answer to your question, he's, a, he's offering to do the banana phone thing for us. Oh, uh, you know... Hi, I, are you drunk? I think, are you horny? <laughs> Call the sick and wrong drunk and I'm sexy, fuck you. I, you know, I actually encourage him to do that. He should call up and leave it, and we'll probably... Probably, you know, I mean, she's my ex-girlfriend. I don't have to play it anymore. Yeah. It would be better if he did it. Yeah. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Oh, he's doing it right now? Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. <laughs> I am your feeling. I, I would. This is where he gets punched in the face. Yeah, pretty much just got hit by a car. Nice. All right, so you're going to have to work that into a a sweeper. Yeah, I'm going to have to kind of go through there and make that a little sweeper. It's a pretty good banana phone imitation. I think we have uh, one more here, um, which uh, uh, clears up a lot of the uh, confusion surrounding this particular alcoholic beverage. (laughs) I wonder what that could be. Hi, Lance and Dee. Uh, this is Scott in Iowa again, Des Moines, Iowa. Um, Wait, I love this guy. I know. He's called in a few times. He's got Des Moines pride. Is this a dude that called in talking about like his wife taking a shit on his forehead or something? <laughs> or a friend's <laughs> wife or something? And the whole time he was just cracking himself up. Yeah, yeah is that the same guy? It's like one it of the is. greatest sick and wrong calls of all time. I think it's the same guy. I just want to tell you that I'm kind of drunk right now, but we earlier this evening before we went out to the bars, we stopped at uh, Outback Steakhouse and we had a steak. And I just wanted to thought about you guys. I wanted to call and say, don't let those Australians fool you, because I went to Outback tonight and all they drink is Fosters. 
Yeah. So I'm exactly. positive that uh, in Australians, they, that's all they drink is that Foster's. Have a good day. We'll see you, fellas. It's a good point you got there, Scott, from Iowa. Australians do only drink Foster's. Confirmed by a man who just ate at the Outback Steakhouse. Right. I mean, the Outback Steakhouse is kind of like the Australian embassy in the United States. I mean, it's officially a part of Australia, well, just carved out of the, the U.S. Well, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that they don't have other steakhouses or even other restaurants, for that matter, in Australia. It's just only Outback Steakhouses. It's pretty much the only place that Australians eat. Blooming onion, mate. <laughs> Blooming onions. <laughs> It's like Dude. a. It's like a. Yeah, what does that ep- mean? Epithet. <laughs> That's got to be like some kind of epithet. Like it's the, like you stub your toe. It's about to start a row. You stub your toe on a, I don't know, a kookaburra tree, <laughs> and you're like blooming onions, mate. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> so wait, when you when you stub your toe walking into the Outback Steakhouse, <laughs> <laughs> you say blooming onions, fucking shit, and then they just bring you one. And then they bring you an onion. You know, I keep saying kookaburra tree in relation to the tree. Isn't that all they have there? Well, I, don't, I think it's a kookaburra is the bird, and it sits in some nut tree. I don't think there is a kookaburra tree. I think the kookaburra is the bird. Yeah, but you know what, though? It's some Australian song they make you fucking learn when you're in, like, In comparison grade. to the names they have for other animals and things, I uh-huh. think it's not that far off. Touching balls or whatever? Yeah. I mean, like, koala bear, kangaroo, platypus. It's sort of weird-named animals, you know? It's a strange name. Yeah, but it is. That's what I'm saying. It is something. It is a bird, though. It's not the tree. You know, the in- kookaburra is the bird that sits in the tree. Oh, okay. So it's not actually a tree. But, uh, no, what I'm saying... <laughs> Is, are, you, are you done with my explanation? No, what I'm saying is I wouldn't, if, if you know, you said kookaburra tree, and I'd be like, you know, I, I don't question that, Wackerly, because I could see an Australian being like, that's an interesting looking tree. I'm going to call that a kookaburra tree. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, for you, but we have a lot of Australian listeners, and I think every time I say kookaburra tree, they're they like, blooming onion, he's at it again with the fucking kookaburra tree. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But you know, onions. to be honest, I've never been to Australia, so I can't verify. But you've been to an Outback Steakhouse, right? I have been to an Outback Steakhouse. So, as an American, our conception of Australia is Paul Hogan, Crocodile Hunter, Outback Steakhouse, and Foster's. Okay, that's, that's it. Pretty We're much to it. something else, but that's it. No, I think that's We're it. Gonna, that's you and I are going to go one of these days. We're going to have like, days, free room and board the whole time. And one we're going to get days, laid. I want to go and hang out with some of our Australian listeners. We're going to drink tons like of Foster's and eat blooming onions. <laughs> go to a couple Outback Steakhouses. Right. Shrimp on the bobby. Well, uh, thank you for calling there, Scott, and confirming that for us that Australians do really drink Foster's. People call the Sick and Wrong Hotline 206 666 3846. Well, actually, a couple emails here before we get out of here. Um, some more Christmas wishes. Merry Christmas to all you sick fuckers. Well, here's to all you sick mother friggers out there. I hope you all have a freaky, fucked up, psycho Christmas and New Year's Eve. Just don't stab anyone unless in the tunnel of love. A happy Christmas to all you rubber buccaneers and all those who swing the other way. Is that what a rubber buccaneer is supposed to refer to? Uh, will D and Lance have new chicks sitting on their dicks in the new year or just make do with each other? Ha, ha, ha. Hopefully the former. Does a wig on my hand count? <laughs> yes. I hope I can find love on the road on Christmas Day as I'm working. Just remember, trucks don't stop for fucking Christmas. How do you think that fucking turkey and Christmas tree got to the store? 
Yes, on the back of a truck. Oh, if I can't find love, maybe I'll have to pick myself a piece of trailer trash, then dump the bitch under the Christmas tree. Maybe then I can get a mention on the show. Signed, Ravi. Happy Christmas, everyone, including Dee and Lance. Thank you, Ravi. And so this is like the uh, the email version of Trucker Paul? Kind of. Yeah, it's another trucker. I think we have several truckers. Another sick and wrong working class hero. Yeah. Thank you, Ravi, and a merry fucking Christmas to you, too. Got an email here. Actually, this is on the forum. Uh, it's from BK, a uh, regular poster on the forum. He says, happy fucking bullshit day. I'd just like to wish you all a happy incitement to capitalism day. Apart from that wife-beating gay pedophile, prematurely bald Aussie psycho with a drinking problem named Chicken Fista. Happy made-up bullshit day, everyone. BK. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, BK and Chicken Fista don't get along too well. Oh, it's all in fun. It is all it's in It's all fun. because they're millions of miles away from each other and can't really and do can't any And can't actually really fight each other, exactly. But yeah. you know what? You never want to taunt to one, you know, taunt anyone too severely over the internet. Never know what might happen. Merry Christmas to you, BK. I do like that guy's postings. Got another email here from uh, a dude named Roman. He says, hey, dudes, I'm living in Russia, and I want to get one of your cool T-shirts. It's actually, uh, Could you do this in a Russian accent, please? Yakov Smirnov. Hi, dudes. I'm living in Russia, and I want to get one of your cool T-shirts. Is there anywhere I can get it? <laughs> Does that sound like one? Yeah, enough. Close enough for me. I like your show. It's very cool. Uh, signed, Roman. You know, Roman, you can actually order those T-shirts internationally. Uh, Wackerly, didn't you put up two postings? People can order it domestically or internationally. It costs $3 more to get it mailed to anywhere in the world. and that, I mean anywhere. Because, D, you will mail it anywhere. And you're committed to this. So I will mail like you... Like Eritrea? You'll mail it to Eritrea? I will mail it anywhere. <laughs> I will mail that shirt to Roman in the deepest tundras of uh, Siberia. 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 <laughs> the so, Gulag yeah, Archipelago. Go, uh, go to com and buy yourself a limited edition Sick and Wrong tea. It's a great way to support the show. And thank you to everyone who's already bought one for Christmas. Dude, we had a good response. A lot of people bought some. Um, also, check out the Sick and Wrong forum. We're nearing in on a thousand members so far. A lot of nasty threads, a lot of uh, skirmishes going on. And um, get in on the Describe D and Lance competition, and uh, you can design your own Sick and Wrong logo. I think it's another competition going on. Yeah. All sorts of action on the Sick and Wrong forum. You can Is look- that a judgment on the logo you've, dis- you've designed? They don't like it enough, or what? People think we, they, we should update it, mm. which I kind of take that as a slap in the fucking coolies you know it's like okay i designed this cool logo you're the designer i defy here. you to design something better we'll see what they come up with fucking ingrates three-year anniversary shows coming up so we're gonna have these two competitions design your own sigarong logo and describe what you think me and lance look like people if you haven't already subscribe to the show on itunes and leave us a comment we really appreciate it helps us out more subscriptions we get the uh, better our ranking on the iTunes page. Yeah, you know, it is the subscriptions. It's not the uh, review comments. Yeah. That I figured out. So um, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by a guy who calls himself Rory the Tumbler. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. He says, Merry I, I Christ- can imagine. He says, Merry Christmas to Whack Fuck and the Fucking Jew. Think of this dwarf song when you go out drinking on Christmas Eve like you always do. 
He says a song called Drinking Up Christmas by the Dwarves. You know, I'd never actually heard this song. I'm a Dwarves fan. You like the Dwarves, don't you? Sure. Sam they're kind of Fr- like elves. It's yeah. a festive well, holiday They're, they're a San Francisco-based band. Black Dahlia, one of my favorite albums. Thank Heaven for Little Girls. Um, it's actually a mantra of mine, too. But I uh, know it's uh, a great band. I'd never actually heard the Drinking Up Christmas song by the Dwarves. So thank you, Rory the Tumblr, for sending that in. And you know what? When we go out drinking in the Tenderloin tonight, I think I will think about Drinking Up Christmas. Because that's pretty much what we do every year. We are Drinking Up Christmas. Yeah, we're going to go out and Christmas. Uh, hit a few uh, dive bars in the loins. Do so. we want to plug any of these bars? Aunt Charlie's, The Comeback Club... I love Cinnabar, maybe. The Comeback Club is one of my favorites on Christmas because it's this kind of creepy old Asian guy bar. Yeah, but you can't beat the Christmas de- decorations at Aunt Charlie's, which is a tranny, a tranny performance bar. bar. Yeah. Last time I was there, they had an upside-down Christmas scene complete with train that went around upside-down over your head. I just want to see some hijinks. My sister's going out. Her boyfriend's going out. Me, you. We might even end up my brother's bar, which I doubt, but maybe. The edge is not as festive. <laughs> yeah, I do, you know, I don't even know what they do on Christmas, so we'll have to find out. But Bugger I will other. be thinking of uh, drinking up Christmas because that's exactly what we're going to do. And on that note, we need to get out of here. So, people, we'll be back next week with episode 155. Merry fucking Christmas to all you mugs out there. And, um... A happy new year. We'll be back next week with uh, episode 155. Until then, take it sleazy. Hey, you know where we're not going on our Australian trip? Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) We went out to a Christmas party. Had a fifth of cold Bacardi. Saw a Santa Claus in red with an aching head. But he was very merry. In fact, he was kind of scary. He took a drink, and then another two beneath the sink. I seen him turn it blue, and in the wing, he took the chimney out the blue. Screaming like a drunken Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm drinking up Christmas, cause I got no job, I'm a lazy slob, and I'm drinking up Christmas, cause daddy and mom that I came to rob them. A holiday hero, yeah, but I'm a zero with you, Tachiro. Making a list and checking for the kids that he feels like wrecking As he stumbles through the night, all pink and white And he was just get going, but then when the booze stopped blowing Challenge Frosty to a fight He said, come on